Jesus is good, we believe, because he doesn't allow bad things to happen to us, or at least not the really bad things. I'm never going to get really sick. I'm never going to suffer a lack of any physical necessities. I'm always going to have a job that I like that pays me a decent salary. I'll never be lonely. And he may even make me win more times than I lose at the casino. This is Preaching Christ. Preaching Christ is a radio collection of sermons from Lutheran pastors around the world who are dedicated to preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ and Him crucified for the remission of sins. Today's sermon comes from Pastor Dan Kistler of Our Savior's Lutheran Church in Pacifica, California. Mercy and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Today's gospel text is John chapter 10, beginning at verse 11. On this fourth Sunday of Easter, we focus on Jesus as shepherd. And so the psalm for today, as we just sang, is Psalm 23, where David begins, The Lord is my shepherd. And in the gospel reading for today, Jesus calls himself the good shepherd. And then he tells us what he does for us as the good shepherd. Jesus is the good shepherd not because we have given him this name or assigned him this vocation ourselves, but because the Father has done so. Jesus is the good shepherd and he does his good shepherding the way it was laid upon him by his Father to be and to do. This often runs counter to the way that we want Jesus to be our good shepherd. Take, for example, the word good. Usually, what's good is contrasted to what's bad, and we have our own ideas of which is which. It's good when we're healthy. It's bad when we're sick. It's good when we win at the casino. It's bad when we lose. It's good when we have a job that we like. It's bad when we lose one. It's good to have money and the material necessities of life. It's bad when we don't have such things. It's good to have friends and family who love us. It's bad to be lonely. And we could go on and on about what we believe to be good in this life, so that when Jesus tells us that he is the good shepherd, we think that we know what he means. Jesus is good, we believe, because he doesn't allow bad things to happen to us, or at least not the really bad things. I'm never going to get really sick. I'm never going to suffer a lack of any physical necessities. I'm always going to have a job that I like that pays me a decent salary. I'll never be lonely. And he may even make me win more times than I lose at the casino. What's more... In order to bolster our belief that all of this is what it means that Jesus is good, we use words from the scriptures like those from Psalm 23 where David writes, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. We conclude from this that our good shepherd will never allow bad things to happen to us in this life and that we'll never suffer a lack of health food, clothing, family, friends, or jobs, as long as Jesus keeps on doing his good shepherding according to the way we think he ought to be doing it. But what happens when it seems that Jesus has failed us, 
when our good shepherd appears to be a bad shepherd by letting all kinds of bad things happen to us. He doesn't keep us from getting sick and dying. He allows us to lose our jobs, our homes, our friends, and our family members. He allows us to suffer lack of money, lack of peace, lack of clothing, and maybe even a lack of food sometimes. What then of his promise that we shall not want, or that he will give us each day our daily bread, or that he'll never leave us or forsake us? What happens to our faith when our good shepherd seems to behave more like the hired hand he mentions here, or even worse yet, like the wolf that snatches and scatters? When God seems to act more like the devil, what then of your faith that Jesus is your good shepherd? If you continue to insist that Jesus act in a way that you consider to be good, your faith will soon die. That's what happens when we read into Jesus' words our own ideas and expectations. When he no longer meets our criteria for being a good shepherd, he becomes an unreliable disappointment and we have no more use for him. If Jesus isn't going to be the good shepherd that we want him to be, then he's not the Savior for us. But in today's gospel text, Jesus delivers us from our ideas about what it means for him to be the good shepherd. He empties the word good of our definitions, and he fills it instead with what is truly good, God good. He does this by telling us what he does for us as the Good Shepherd. By the way, Christianity has been robbed of its Christ-centered focus as Christians over the centuries have ceased talking about Jesus and what he's done for them and instead have talked more about themselves and what they do for him. But Christianity, as its very name implies, is not about you but about Christ. And in this passage from the Gospel, according to St. John, Jesus talks about himself. In almost every sentence, he is the subject of the verbs. And in those sentences where the sheep are the subject, they do what they do only because and as a result of what their good shepherd has first done for them. Sheep hear the good shepherd's voice, and they follow him. But they can only hear the Good Shepherd as He speaks. They can only follow as He leads. Without the Good Shepherd speaking and leading, the sheep would be lost, victims of the wolf who would snatch and scatter them. So the sheep don't talk about themselves or what they have done. They had all gone their own way. When the Good Shepherd came looking for them, found them, and brought them back to his fold. Sheep talk about the Good Shepherd and what he's done for them. And that's what Christianity is all about. So what are these good things that our Good Shepherd does for us according to his own words? The first thing he mentions here is that he gives us abundant life. Again, if we read our own ideas into these words, abundant and life, we may be disappointed with what Jesus is really promising us. The abundant life that the good shepherd gives 
is the eternal life that he pours into you until your cup overflows. It's a life that is described by Jesus as knowing the Father and the Son whom he has sent. It's a life in which you are reconciled to God through the blood of Jesus in order that you may not die but live, and that even though you die physically, you'll be raised from the dead as Jesus himself was and live and reign with him forever in heaven. You have this abundant life, even if you're sick, dying, and lacking in the daily necessities of this life. You have this abundant life because the good shepherd laid down his life for you. This is the good of Good Friday. Jesus would be no good shepherd at all if all he did was give us everything that we wanted and kept all the bad things from happening to us. Jesus is the good shepherd because of the good work that he did for us on the cross, shedding his blood for our sins, the blood with which he has now cleansed us through the waters of our baptism and of which he now gives us to drink along with his body to eat in his holy supper. With the good work of laying down his life for you, your good shepherd has saved you from the clutches of the wolf, the devil, who's been a murderer from the beginning and who still prowls around seeking whom he may devour. Your good shepherd has not only saved you from the jaws of the devil, but also from your own sins and from the wrath of God. And even though it may appear at times that God is your enemy because of the suffering that you experience in this life, you still have your good shepherd's promise of eternal life. You will never perish, and no one will be able to snatch you out of his hand. Not death, nor life, nor anything in all creation can separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You are known by the Good Shepherd, and to be known by him is also a good thing. It means salvation. To those who reject him, the Good Shepherd will say on the last day, I never knew you. But here Jesus says, I know my own, and my own know me. Notice again that we can only know Jesus as he has first known us and made himself known to us. Here also the word to know means much more than simply knowing about someone. The Lord knows everything about everybody, but he doesn't know everyone as his sheep. Those he knows as his sheep are those whom he's brought to the knowledge of him as their good shepherd through the proclamation of the word about him and his good works for us. And this is why Jesus says that his sheep hear his voice and follow him. Christians listen to Jesus' word, they trust in him, and they follow him. Sometimes where Jesus leads, we don't want to go. Ultimately, Jesus leads us to the cross, which is where he himself went. Already through your baptism, he is working to cause you to die to yourself and to the lusts of your flesh in order that you might live as his sheep. But Jesus also has the words of eternal life. The cross and death is not the end for you. It was not the end for Jesus. He not only died, but he rose again from the dead on the third day. 
A dead shepherd is no good shepherd. If Jesus had stayed dead, you'd still be in your sins and your faith would be in vain. But as Jesus says, he had the authority given to him by the Father not only to lay down his life, but also to take it up again. Jesus did this work, this good work of overcoming death for you so that you might not perish but have eternal life. The good shepherd leads you with him beyond the cross and the grave to the resurrection of your body and the life of the world to come so that where he is, there you, his sheep, may be also. The good shepherd is not finished with his work of bringing other sheep into his fold with the words of his voice. The gospel of the good shepherd and his good works continues to be proclaimed today And he even uses his sheep in this work of his. He puts his words into your mouth so that you might speak those words to others in order that they too might listen to their good shepherd's voice and be saved. And when you speak the good shepherd's words, those who hear those words hear him. Jesus makes that promise specifically to those to whom he has given the office and authority to proclaim his word publicly. On the day of his resurrection, he appeared to his disciples, breathed on them, and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of anyone, they are forgiven. If you withhold forgiveness from anyone, it is withheld. When I, as your pastor, then, as a called and ordained servant, of the word, and in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, say to you, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. You can know for certain that you are hearing the voice of your good shepherd and that your sins are forgiven just as if Jesus Christ himself were standing here in the flesh and speaking those words to you in person. Having heard those words for yourself, you can then take those words to those around you and speak your good shepherd's words of forgiveness to them that they too might trust in those words and have the abundant life that only Jesus can give. Today then, as with every Sunday, you are hearing again the words of your good shepherd as he proclaims to you what he has done and what he continues to do for you. He gives you abundant life. This life is yours because he laid his life down on the cross for you in order to deliver you from the wolf, your sins, and God's wrath. Not only did he lay down his life, but he also took it up again, rising from the dead on the third day, overcoming death and the grave for you. He's called you by the gospel and created faith in your hearts so that you're now able to hear his voice as his word is proclaimed and follow him where he leads. The Lord knows you, and you know him. Yes, he sometimes leads you where you don't want to go. Sometimes it appears that what he does for you is not good. But the cross is not the end. You will not perish but live. Your good shepherd promises you the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. Until then, he will work all things together for your good allowing no one and nothing to snatch you out of his hand. Come now and feed on the green pastures of the rich food he gives you at the table that he sets before you in the presence of, his, of your enemies. And know that his goodness and his mercy will follow you all the days of your life 
and that you'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. We hope you enjoyed and were edified by today's Preaching Christ. If you're interested in having your church's sermons aired on Preaching Christ, feel free to email Pastor Craig D'Onofrio at craig at piratechristianradio.com. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you in his grace.